You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, the silver trumpets. Finally, before the camp is ready to depart, God arranges for a signal that can be sounded to announce different messages to the entire camp. Before this time, they would have used a ram's horn, but the sound from that doesn't carry far. So God tells Moses to make, or have made, two trumpets of hammered silver. This is similar to the description of the cherubim on the mercy seat, which were made of hammered gold. According to Jewish tradition, these instruments were between 12 and 20 inches long and were a narrow tube flared on one end. They were to be used for communicating different messages, for calling the community together, and for having the camps set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before Moses at the entrance to the tent of meeting. If only one is sounded, the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, are to assemble before him. When a trumpet blast is sounded, the tribes camping on the east are to set out. At the sounding of a second blast, the camps on the south are to set out. The blast will be the signal for setting out. To gather the assembly, they are to blow the trumpets, but not with the same signal as for setting out. So the exact difference in sound is not known, but it is estimated that the difference would be between a steady blast and three shorter ones. So the blowing of the trumpets was assigned to the priests. This was to be a lasting ordinance for them, which would last while they were wandering or fighting their enemies in battle. They're told, when you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on the trumpets. Then you will be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemies. Also, at your times of rejoicing, your appointed festivals and new moon feasts, you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. And they will be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. Verses 11 through 28, the Israelites leave Sinai. Finally, 13 months after the exodus from Egypt and 11 months after arriving in Sinai, the Israelites are signaled to depart by the cloud, which lifted up from above the tabernacle. This was their first move since the tabernacle was built. They would travel from the desert of Sinai to the desert of Paran, specifically to Kadesh, which was on its northern border. They set out in an orderly fashion with Judah first under their standard or flag as they had been directed in chapter 2. They were followed by the tribes of Issachar and Zebulun. Then the tabernacle was taken down and the Gershonites and Merarites who who carried it set out. This way the tabernacle was to be set up before the furniture arrived. The arrangement was three tribes, the tabernacle, three tribes, then the furniture from within the tabernacle rooms carried by the Kohathites. They were followed by the final two sets of three tribes with the last three tribes as a rear guard, so the ark was central as they traveled. And they are referred to as Israelite divisions who marched as they set out. Verses 29 to 32, Moses' brother-in-law. Moses' wife, Zipporah, was a Midianite whom he met by a well in Exodus chapter 2. Her father was Ruel, a priest of Midian, also called Jethro. He visited Moses soon after Israel left Egypt, recorded in Exodus chapter 18. Then he returned to Midian. 
Here we hear about his son, Hobab, who would be Moses' brother-in-law. Moses tells him, We are setting out for the place about which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. But he was hesitant. He answered, No, I will not go. I am going back to my own land and my own people. But Moses said, Please do not leave us. You know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. If you come with us, we will share with you whatever good things the Lord gives us. It does not show distrust to God to access the means he places at our disposal, like friends and relatives. It sounds like he convinced him and promised him land within Canaan if he helped lead Israel through the wilderness. According to Judges 1.16, this happened. It says, The descendants of Moses' father-in-law, the Kenite, went up from the city of Palms with the people of Judah to live among the inhabitants of the desert of Judah in the Negev near Arad. And in Judges 4.11 it says, Now Heber the Kenite had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pitched his tent by the great tree of Zeananim near Kadesh. So verses 33-36, to three-day journey. So they set out from Mount Sinai in order to the sound of trumpets following the cloud. They traveled for three days. Through the cloud, the Lord was searching out a place for them to rest, like a scout. Whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Rise up, Lord, may your enemies be scattered, may your foes flee before you. And whenever it came to rest, he said, Return, Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. So he prayed for God's presence and protection and victory over their enemies. When David returned the ark to Jerusalem, this was quoted in Psalm 68, 1-3. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke, as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. So his kingdom is established with power, but maintained with joy and justice. Scarlet threads. So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? The sounding of the trumpets by the priests were messages or communications to the people. They were used during times of war and celebration. Preaching is like blowing a trumpet. The message is filled with warnings and comforts sounding the alarm to sinners and proclaiming liberty to the captives and guiding them on their way. Missionary C.T. Studd said, Let us not glide through this world and then slip quietly into heaven without having blown the trumpet loud and long for our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Let us see to it that the devil will hold a thanksgiving service in hell when he gets the news of our departure from the field of battle. Jesus' voice is like a trumpet in Revelation 1.10 and 4.1. Trumpets will signal the end times. Moses pleaded with his brother-in-law to come with him to the promised land, so we should desire to take every family member with us to glory. The Israelites journeyed from one wilderness to another, from one desert to another. They were not in the promised land yet. In this life we move from one wilderness to another, We are not in the promised land yet, so we should not attach ourselves to this place. Moses prayed for God to destroy his enemies and protect his people with his presence. Because Jesus triumphed on the cross, 
He has destroyed all his enemies, and therefore we have peace and protection. This prayer began and ended their journeys. We should begin and end our days with prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Numbers chapter 11. May God bless the study of his word.